Welcome to On Attachment, a place to learn about how attachment shapes the way we experience dating, love, and relationships. I'm your host, relationship coach and attachment expert, Stephanie Rigg, and I'm really glad you're here. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of On Attachment. In today's episode, I'm going to be unpacking five reasons why anxiously attached people struggle so much with breakups. So talking about things like the anxiously attached person's high needs for connection, the abandonment wound and fear of rejection and how that can be really triggered in the context of a breakup, the savior complex, which is so common among anxiously attached people, their struggles with uncertainty and how that can really be stirred up during a breakup, and also difficulties around self-abandonment and really losing your sense of self in relationship, and how that can lead to an experience of emptiness and a sense of being really lost and rudderless once a relationship ends. So going to be diving into all of those topics, it's going to be a really great episode, and I'm sure if you're anxiously attached and listening to this, you're already nodding your head knowing that breakups are indeed very, very challenging. So if that's you, rest assured you are not alone. And hopefully by listening to today's episode, you'll have a greater understanding as to why that is. Hopefully that will counter some of those stories you might be telling yourself around, you know, there's something wrong with me or why am I like this? Why is it so hard? You're not broken and you're not alone. There are perfectly reasonable explanations for why you feel the way you do in the wake of a breakup. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Before I dive into that, just a quick reminder that my newest course, Higher Love, is opening for enrollment in five days. So very, very soon, the countdown is on. I'm really excited about this course, as you can probably hear in my voice. It's all about healing from a breakup and really up-leveling personally so that you can look to the future and really attract the kind of relationship that you so deeply desire. So it's six modules. It's a self-paced course, which means that as soon as you sign up, you get instant access to the whole thing. Uh, So you can binge it all in a weekend or you can take it at whatever pace you need to based on where you're at in your breakup. It's really, really powerful. And there are some really cool bonuses, one of which is a 45-minute masterclass on attachment styles and breakups. So if you love today's episode, you're really going to love that because it goes into a lot more detail on not just anxious attachment and breakups, but also fearful avoidant and dismissive avoidant attachment uh, and how those types will differ in terms of how they respond to breakups, what their coping mechanisms are, and some growth edges for them. So where to focus your attention if you really want to make the most of your breakup and use it as an opportunity for personal growth. So if you're interested in joining the wait list, you'll save over $100 if you sign up as part of the early bird period, and you can do that by joining the wait list in the show notes. Okay, with that out of the way, let's dive into five reasons why anxiously attached people struggle so much with breakups. Okay, so the first reason is a short and sweet one, and it's simply that anxiously attached people love being in relationships. We've talked about this a lot on the show and elsewhere. The intimacy needs of the anxiously attached person are off the charts, right? They're at the extreme end of the spectrum. Really, really strong preference for being in a relationship, really high ranking 
needs for connection. So among all of the needs that all of us have, for the anxiously attached person, that need for connection is a top priority need. And, you know, if you could imagine a bucket, their bucket is very, very large in terms of how much connection they desire in order to feel fulfilled and to feel like that needs being met. So it's almost like a bottomless pit in terms of how much connection an anxiously attached person would ideally have in order to feel sort of safe and loved and like that needs being met. So for the anxiously attached person, given that romantic relationships tend to be their primary focus um, and the primary source of getting those really high ranking connection needs met, the end of a relationship and suddenly being single or alone can feel like a, you know, a plummet in terms of that need. And they can feel a real sense of emptiness, loneliness, loss, longing, and all of those other painful feelings as a result of that sudden gap. And this is true, even if the relationship was dysfunctional and unhealthy, even so the, the loss of that relationship can feel very, very disorienting and devastating for an anxiously attached person. The second reason why anxiously attached people struggle so much with breakups is because breakups tend to trigger in a very profound way the fear of abandonment and rejection that is an undercurrent underneath everything that an anxiously attached person does, right? The abandonment wound is at the heart of anxious attachment and this fear of I'm going to be left. I'm going to be abandoned because I'm, you know, not good enough. I'm unlovable. I'm unworthy. I'm not safe. All of these core wounds are really triggered in a very deep way by a relationship ending, particularly, of course, if the anxiously attached person didn't initiate the breakup and their partner broke up with them. It's evidence to support the story of everyone always leaves me because I'm not good enough. And, you know, when we couple this with the anxiously attached person's tendency to take everything very personally and make the story about them, all of a sudden we've got this situation where the anxious person is saying that they left me because I wasn't enough or if only I'd done this or been that or been more of this or less of that, or if I'd not been so needy or if I'd not gotten so upset with them, or maybe I should have just let those things slide, or maybe I shouldn't have set those boundaries. I start to take it all very personally and take responsibility for everything, put it all on their own shoulders, on their own back, and then feed this story of I'm too much or not enough. And that's why they left me. Obviously, that is a very, very painful story that leads to a lot of suffering, but because it's triggered so much by breakups, it's a big reason why anxiously attached people tend to struggle and suffer through the process of a breakup in such a profound way. Okay, the next reason why anxiously attached people struggle so much with breakups is because so many anxiously attached people have a savior complex. What do I mean by this? The savior complex is basically this idea of it's my responsibility to to save someone, to help them, to fix them, to solve their problems, to be the one to convert them from unavailable to available, to take the little glimmer of hope that I see in them and turn it into the thing that I'm dreaming of. And because of this, among anxiously attached people, there is a really, really strong tendency to date for potential, to 
kind of look past the reality of the relationship as it is today, which might be quite deficient in a lot of fundamental ways, and to stay so locked into the vision of what it could be if only I could make them show up, if only I could change them, if only I could change myself so that they changed. And because of this, like that seeking, that chasing, that pushing is so addictive and it keeps us hooked in a relationship that is otherwise patently not working, right? But because we've got this carrot dangling in front of us, this idea of the potential or the the change or the saving or the fixing, it keeps us staying just that little bit longer, just that little bit longer. Oh, I'll just keep trying because no one event or conversation against the backdrop of dysfunction seems to be enough, enough of a reason to leave. And so the anxiously attached person is always in this state of holding on with a view to the future being different to the present. And because of that, they have this behavior of really struggling to give up right? I can't give up that easily. I can't let go. You know, just as a bit of a sidebar, we can contrast this with the avoidant attachment styles, which are much more likely to have the operating system of like, oh, this is too much effort. You know, this isn't worth my energy. The anxious person is the polar opposite of that. The effort is no deterrent to the anxiously attached person to continuing to push and invest more time and energy And if anything, there's almost this sunk cost thing of I've been in it too long to give up now. So because of that savior complex and how much that can get you stuck in the idea of what a relationship could be, and again, taking responsibility for creating that or for changing someone else or convincing them to change, inspiring them to change, and you make that kind of your little project, giving up on that and letting go and actually coming to terms with the fact that you weren't able to make that happen can be really, really, really hard. And so the anxious person can just, you know, try and convince their partner to keep trying, you know, don't give up that easily. Let's go to couples therapy. Let's do this. Let's give it one more try. I'll change. You can change. We'll we'll be different next time, right? It's all of this possibility and potential and hope that often is a bit detached from the reality of the situation. So getting stuck in that kind of pattern is a big reason why anxiously attached people struggle so much with breakups. Okay. The next reason is that anxiously attached people, as we've talked about so much on the show, really, really struggle with uncertainty and not knowing. Uncertainty is a big trigger because wherever there's uncertainty, there is catastrophizing We fill in the blanks with the worst case scenario, with the least favorable interpretation, with the most, you know, catastrophic possible read of a situation. And so all of the uncertainty that can come with a breakup is a breeding ground for that kind of anxiety. And because the anxious person is so accustomed to gathering information and finding all the answers and trying to close out all of those loops as soon as there is uncertainty, it's like going into detective mode and I've got to do this because I just cannot tolerate the not knowing. They can become consumed 
with that need to find answers. And so that might look like stalking your ex obsessively on social media, you know, checking it a million times a day or checking everyone who they're following or checking whose photos they're liking and trying to reverse engineer some sort of story that can make it all make sense or, you know, asking everyone you know for answers or whatever other things that you might be doing to try and, you know, close the gap, to try and fill in the blanks so that you don't just have to sit in the uncertainty and the discomfort that that brings you. That is really challenging, right? And that's pervasive among anxiously attached people. But because of that, you just become so stuck, right? You become so stuck in the obsessive thought loops um, and that playing detective kind of role that obviously that's not at all conducive to you moving through the breakup in a healthy, adaptive way that facilitates, you know, you're letting go and moving forward and focusing on your own growth. You know, again, in true anxious attachment style, it is just orbiting around the other person. And it's so focused on them rather than focusing on yourself, which is really the growth edge for the anxiously attached person is, okay, what do I need? And the answer can't be, I just need to know. And I just need to talk to them again. That's doing the same thing, right? Like that's going back to them. And the goal is to really turn your attention inwards. Okay. So the last one that I want to offer you here, and it's sort of in the vein of what I was just saying is that anxiously attached people tend to self-abandon in relationships to such an extreme degree. So what do I mean by self-abandon? This might be things like losing all connection with awareness of their needs. So it's just, I'm so used to, again, orbiting around someone else's needs. I'm so used to tending to them, to overgiving and deprioritizing what works for me, uh, what needs I might have, what I'm comfortable with. All of that stuff falls way down the list, again, because of the abandonment wound stuff, right? It's like, if I'm too much, if I have too many needs, or if I ask too much of someone, they're going to leave me. So I just have to be easy and low maintenance and, you know, pleasant and all of those other things in order for someone to want to be with me. And if I ask anything of them, that's going to be too much. So there's this huge suppression and abandonment of self that happens for the anxiously attached person when in a relationship. And, you know, I can't tell you how many clients and students I speak to where I get the feedback of, I don't even know what it means to have needs because I've just never done that my whole life. I've been the giver right? I haven't been the one with needs who gets supported by other people. I've been in the supporting role to other people's lives for my for as long as I can remember. And so it can feel really, really disorienting all of a sudden to not have another person to fixate on. And while that is a huge growth opportunity in terms of, you know, being gifted this chance to actually connect to who you are and what you need and what you like and what you don't like, what you're comfortable with and what doesn't work for you. It can also be really, really disorienting and and can feel quite empty because all of a sudden you've got all this time and energy on your hands that you're used to channeling into someone else. And it can feel like I don't know who I am without a relationship, without that person to obsess over and think about and do things for all the time. So losing that 
you know, sense of identity that you were previously deriving from being in a relationship and from that, you know, giver role, that can be a real shift for the anxiously attached person, which can be, you know, a, a bit of a shock to the system. Now, as I said, it's also a huge growth opportunity and certainly something that we focus on a lot in the Higher Love course, figuring out who you are and what you want, uh, what you want your life to look like. But, you know, in the first instance, when you're navigating that straight out of a breakup, it's definitely one of the things that anxiously attached people struggle with and one of the things that makes breakups so hard for the anxiously attached person. Okay, so that was five reasons why anxiously attached people struggle so much with breakups. Just to recap, the first reason was because anxiously attached people love being in relationships and that's their comfort zone. So losing a relationship can feel really disorienting. The second one was the fear of abandonment and rejection and the tendency to take everything personally and experience the breakup as, you know, a failure, as evidence of their unworthiness and all of those other painful stories. The third reason was the savior complex that is common to so many anxiously attached people and how that feeds into always wanting to push and push and push and hold on for, you know, hope or future potential rather than the reality of the relationship. The fourth one was difficulty with uncertainty and not knowing, not having all the answers and how that can drive really obsessive information gathering, overthinking kind of behaviors. And the last one was losing your sense of self and your identity when a relationship ends because you're so used to deriving that from the relationship and needing to sort of start from scratch in terms of figuring out who you are. I really hope that this has been helpful for you. As I said, if you've enjoyed this episode, you'll really, really love the bonus masterclass that's included with Higher Love because it goes into this in a lot more detail and also looks at the other attachment styles and how they differ. So if you've recently gone through a breakup and you're feeling like you could use some support, I really can't recommend it highly enough. Definitely jump into the show notes and join the wait list if you haven't already to make sure that you get in at the early bird price and save over $100 and get first access when it opens in five days time. Otherwise, if you've enjoyed this episode, as always, I'd be so appreciative if you could leave a quick review, a five-star rating or share it with someone in your life it adds up, it makes a huge difference. And I am so, so grateful for you as always. So thank you guys for joining me and I will see you again soon. Thanks for joining me for this episode of On Attachment. If you want to go deeper on all things attachment, love and relationships, you can find me on Instagram at stephanie underscore underscore rig or at stephanierig.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review and a five-star rating. It really does help so much. Thanks again for being here and I hope to see you again soon.